0: Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake takes a break. Chuck's birthday bash is around the corner. And the meta is settling down.
1: Chuck, how are we doing today, my friend? I am doing good. Doing good. It is, yes. it is closing in on my birthday bash. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. That's uh, one of my favorite tournaments of the year. I am feeling the pressure, actually. <laughs> uh, realizing that it is awfully close, and uh, need to get some things done for it. But uh, you just let me know; I can help you out. i It's more. It's it's more or less just like tedious things that I have to call people and and order stuff. So uh, I, I mean, I
0: understand. But yeah, like I said, if you need anything, let me know. Um, but. I do uh we've had another week that has passed um since the last time we were
1: on uh how has life been anything new and exciting in the life of chuck uh nothing crazy and new um doing homeowner shenanigans uh you know making a wall in my basement wall look less a little little less leaky and a little bit more (laughs) of an actual wall so i got to play with some cement and stuff like that this weekend that's Uh, very important yep did did that and uh then found some time to play some Pokemon um I mean uh played at locals this weekend and ran the same deck back that I won I went 5-0 last week I was like why why not broke don't fix it right um did not <laughs> did not do as well um, did not lose I, I, I'm still undefeated uh, but it uh, people uh, took me to time three times, so I tied oh, two times and two wins. Um, one of those ties probably would have ended in a loss. So I mean, uh, the deck just needs tweaked a little bit, uh, to right. better calculate, uh, better take advantage of some things in the meta. So,
0: right. Um, I know I originally gave you that list. I obviously you probably made a couple tweaks here and there. Um,
1: have, I've literally not touched it. Since um So I, I
0: didn't have Zigzagoon in it because I didn't feel like a lot of testing um, warranted it until um, last weekend at Peoria um, did end up losing uh, a, a pseudo mirror match uh, because of Zigzagoon on top of Sableye going through the Manafees. Um so you're able to take multiple knockouts that way um, taking out um, two confies or, or something to that effect so maybe zigzagoon um, actually is pretty warranted <laughs> i know some lists play it some don't um, but maybe that's something to consider
1: maybe uh i'm not sure where to look at, at the moment with it um i i like the pokemon i i, I... I just don't see where I have room to mess with it at the moment. Right, we're, it, we're, it, it's,
0: it's a deck it's that feels tight. like there's like very
1: tight on space. Um, um, so I'm gonna look at it eventually, but I I've, I've started. i was just like, well, I have a little bit of time. Let's look at some different archetypes. So uh, I think I'm gonna switch over to something else. I knew uh, to look at Kyrium, Kyrium, Kyrium a little bit. Uh, see if I can blow some things up with a lot of water energy uh, from there, and then uh, I I got the inkling for there needs to be a grass deck in the format. Just saying it, <laughs> there needs to be a grass deck in the format. I may bang my head on this until Superior comes out, and I may still be banging my head on it. But it needs to be a grass deck in the format. So I mean,
0: Garatina needs grass energy.
1: Uh, <laughs> Girardina can't be the grass deck, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I know, I'm just messing. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's that's just uh, tidings in my the working inner workings of my mind right now trying to make something work with grass because feel the supports there, but Jesus, there's nothing that can attack worth a darn. So,
0: uh, currently, again, uh, the meta will shift eventually, so we shall see. Yep,
1: yeah. what's been up in jake's week
0: uh this has been a long long week um as i alluded to last week on the pod um i was probably going to to take a break and i have i haven't played a single game of ptcgo until maybe 30 minutes before we started recording um so i had a week off just to kind of give myself a refresher um after my disappointment in peoria um and just regionals in general um and we'll go into that a little bit later cuz I do want to talk about uh, that in general but um um work week crazy 12 hour days 5 days last week um this last weekend i just basically did nothing um but this the cap off my uh my work week and you would think that with doing a podcast it's no big deal uh but at the on Friday, I had to jump up on stage in front of like 400 people plus streaming in front of like our whole company. That's a worldwide company. um, And talk for like three minutes. And (laughs) that was terrifying. (laughs) And I never want to do that again, because um, public speech, although we can do this online, and I'm, I'm happy doing online and talking, um, you know, one on one with you, or even when we're doing our live podcast, no big deal. But when you're standing on a stage in front of like 300 plus people.
1: When you see the faces.
0: And you see the faces, and you just hear the rumblings in the background. um, It it was not a great experience. Uh, (laughs) I can tell you that much. Uh, I didn't completely bomb at all. I mean, there was a little bit of stuttering um, with some nervousness. But uh, I got through it told my boss I never want to do that again (laughs) or I will step down (laughs) from the position I'm currently at because I don't like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Especially if it was, was it off the like impromptu or like? Um,
0: There was a little bit of, uh, so it was some impromptu, but it was, yeah. I mean, it was just kind of a recap of our week because it was a big event week for the company. We had people from um, other branches um, around the world. Um, there a lot of changes. What I
1: mean is you didn't know going into that day that you were going to have to do that.
0: No. So my boss told me Thursday night, like an hour before we left. Oh, by the way, Jake, you have to do this. Um, I literally slept n- at n- nothing at all that night before. <laughs> I laid in bed trying to rack my brain. And like I was in bed for like eight hours, just like not sleeping. And then I got to work and I was tired. Uh, sleepy, tired, physical, tired, um, and stress beyond belief. And you know, I got through it, and then literally went home and slept basically through the rest of Friday, through all Saturday, and then took Sunday to watch some football. Um, and that was about it. Like I again, I wasn't really playing a lot of Pokemon, so I feel a little bit out of the loop. Uh, but it was a I needed the, I needed the mental recharge there, um, especially after this last week of work which has given me, you know, a boost. I was excited to play today um, and I'm excited to keep going.
1: Yeah, uh, sometimes, uh, especially, you know, when, like you said, you had uh, a little bit of a downer event, it's good to take a little bit of a break and refresh and just um, take a step back from it, not worry about it. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say five days, 12-hour work week is like a good replacement no. for it. But no, it's not. But I sometimes, would <laughs> sometimes life calls and you have to, but uh, yeah, but I mean, taking the break is warranted. So right, and it could be helpful. It what probably was helpful.
0: So. Yeah, hopefully, uh, I'll I'll try to spend some of that extra like, OT money on on some kind of Pokemon product to make myself feel better.
1: There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I
0: do want to talk about uh, pushing on when you know difficult times come up, like especially with me um, right now. Like I kind of alluded to it right there, um, where my failures at Peoria just kind of kept piling on with my just total failures in all regionals. Um, so far from, you know, last season into NIC, um, starting in this season and kind of reason to push on and, um, kind of go from there because, um, this game is a great game and I know it could be mentally taxing, um, especially when you're trying to make a world's run, um, I feel it's important uh to just reflect upon that and I I know I'm not the only one that might be in the same boat um e- you know with Pokemon or, or anything really but um I would like to speak upon that
1: okay um I mean there is is a a good I don't know I'm trying to struggle with the words to say it but like you just got to like push through Right. Some of the the struggles because it's a lot of uphill battles, especially when you're starting out with this. Uh especially like if you're trying to be two, like competitive, make that world run and and uh do well to I don't know, earn some money while playing right. this game and things right. like that.
0: I mean, ultimately, it's a game and we're here for fun, and I definitely love the game, and it is fun. But again, I do put a lot of pressure on myself to perform well. Um, I've in anything I've done in life, really, um, from other games to sports, just a career, I've always felt like I was near the top of my game. And I'm not saying I always have to be the very, very best. Um, but it's 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 frustrating sometimes when you put a lot of work in. And you don't see the results, um, especially when you're not used to it. Like I said, like X Wing, I was I was um, you know one of the top players at least locally. You know, always having at least some kind of success at, at the at the um, regional levels um, from all the sports that I played. Always was one of the top players on one of my teams. And it's just sometimes I and I know it might sound kind of like I don't know what the word is like I'm full of myself, but I'm not trying to be because I feel like I keep myself at a certain standard. Um, And I, I don't know. It just, it feels bad, but I don't know exactly how to quantify that, I guess.
1: Um, I mean, you know, the amount of work to put in and then you've, you've kind of tasted success on a, on a, on a level similar, but on a different platform, I guess, is the word to say it. Right. So like, if you apply the same processes, you feel like you should be able to earn the same success right uh, across a, 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 just a different platform, taking all things out of it, trying to gener- generalize it. But so I can see that thinking and then why it might be like, you know, I've done this, I've done the work and I'm not seeing the same things. Um Right. And 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 I'm not saying I'm like a a Tord Recklive or Azul
0: or anything like that. Um, But the thing is, like, you know, this is now what? uh, Five big tournaments in a row where I didn't get points. Um, And I feel like I'm a better player than that. And I I don't know if the the results, you know, the results will eventually come, I guess. Um, Obviously, there are some learning points, um, but we'll get there um just keep pushing on i guess
1: um i I think i think that's half the battle with pokemon two is because a lot of it um not that it's a crapshoot but a lot of it can just uh kind of sour real quickly on a day um where uh just anything and any number of things could make things just uh tumble badly into a day where you just don't do well um whether it was um, a bad call on a deck. Uh, mm-hmm. The meta is so wide open that you just didn't hit any of your right matchups. Um, you know, like, and what you thought you were going to see, you didn't see, or it's, it's not there in the numbers you thought. Um, these things can all compound into just things that, like, where... Uh, it might be a little different, where it's harder to justify what exactly went wrong um and it that some of a lot of it might be out of your control. I mean, bit.
0: it is like I guess. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of it is to do with like picking the meta beforehand. Um, maybe even if I had the right archetype, uh, maybe not the right 60, maybe off a couple cards. Um, like I kind of mentioned in our open right there, where um you know, with my testing, didn't really think Zigzagoon was super worth it until you know, obviously I see in the mirror match. Um, you know something like that so I mean it's hard lessons learned like that I guess um, but you know it's not all doom and gloom because there's so many good things about this game um, and the great thing is the meta is always evolving um, in even from tournament to tournament so even if you have the same archetypes there's always opportunity for growth and and learning and calling the meta because I like I think the more I've been playing the game I feel like a lot of it is to do with picking the right 60. Um, because you, you know, there's still like what four, four or five decks that you can basically bring out and you're not really gonna surprise anybody and they're always gonna be in contention for the win. Um, but it's a matter of, you know, those just tech cards to to do that. So I I think for myself, I need to really hone in on that. Um, and you know, there were I made some strides and then obviously some setbacks too. So um, but I mean, I guess that is an opportunity um for growth and I look forward to that because you know that is what ultimately is great about this game because it never just stays the same.
1: Yeah, it's that's
0: constantly cool. moving.
1: yeah, the meta is constantly moving and and we alluded to it slowing down, but we're kind of seeing the 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 crumbs of the crop, but it's still a wide open wide open field out there in terms of archetypes that can do well and and that's where. Like you said, finding the right sixty and, and making them making it work it is like not even it's nothing not come like down to playing the game. It's just finding the right so that you can finding the right deck so that when you go to play it, you're putting yourself in advantage advantage in matchups on uh, on a on your matchup spread and all of those fun things that some of us kind of take for granted. So, right.
0: no, I agree. Um, so, I mean. I don't want to complain anymore. I don't want to be a Debbie Danner because it's, it's definitely not um, oh, trying to do that, but I think it's important for people um, that might be in a similar situation, regardless of, you know, skill level to um, always look at the positives because there are so many positives in this game um, and, and just keep on trekking because eventually your work will pay off. Um, and that was shown definitely, um, in our community in the last two weeks, Um, you know, from, you know, our community here on the podcast, um, you know, people reaching out, you know, in in person and also our local community, um, you know, always there for support, but also just hanging out having fun um, playing some cards Um, usually towards the end of the week for us uh, here in Pittsburgh um, always is like the start of my weekend. And I I enjoy that time um, where I, you know, sit down and hang out with some friends. Uh, play some Pokemon, uh, make fun of each other, and, you know, you know, back from back and forth, all that fun stuff. Um, this community is definitely um, worth st- sticking around for. Um, it's just awesome. Uh, it's so welcoming. Um, I know we have our issues um, with either some drama, scandals, whatever. Um, but all in all, um, this, this, this community is awesome and I wouldn't trade it for the world. I hear you. Double... I can second that for you <laughs> right yeah. um, all right, well, enough of a tangent of me um talking about you know, keep pushing on and, and just going through. um just just know um, yeah we' we'll, we'll keep making efforts. i I can't wait to you go to Toronto um and then you know, all the rest of them beyond that. Um, the season's still early, so even with some failures, there's still time. and even if not, you know, take those learning experiences with a grain of salt and keep going.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm excited for Toronto, hopefully as well. Yeah. Um looking forward to that one. Even though I, I still need failed. my passport. <laughs> yeah. Well, I found my
0: old one. So now it's a little easier. So I just need I, I know it we're getting close. Um, if I I have, to have I'm gonna have to spend that little bit of extra money probably to expedite it to get it through in time, but I'm going to um, well, renewing, take care of that this week. This week, I,
1: I did mine, and renewing is a lot easier. Um, as long as you didn't change your name and or anything like that, uh, no. renewing is a lot easier than actually getting it. Uh, you can do it all at home and just mail it away, but uh, you just have to start the process. And if you need it expedited, which you, I you probably can't will. You can't guarantee it now um yeah if you guys anyone who wants to go to toronto and is a u.s and doesn't have a passport you will need to probably expedite it at this point in time uh, because you are at the very you would you would have to rely on the u.s passport people to get it back at the front earliest. half. they say they will get it <laughs> on regular service and not the back half which would be two weeks after the event right so um Yeah, rushing it will be uh, a thing you need to do. And you can't wait forever to rush it because even though it's called rush service, it still takes about a little under two months. So um, I think it's four to six weeks on that rather than seven to 10. So yeah, four four would be great. Yes, Um, (laughs) but uh yeah that, that's just fyi for for those of you out there but i am looking to toronto and, and until i realized today i believe that will be a new format yes um, it will be uh so we will have silver tempest uh, i can't
0: before. wait for some silver tempest um although we're not i don't know if we have a lot to talk about when it comes to silver tempest so i guess a little bit well we'll, um,
1: well we'll hit some cards that might be there in the news um probably not that meta shaking but we'll hit there we'll hit that yeah in the news
0: all right. Well, um, before we jump on to our, you know, our fun shenanigans of the show, um, me and you uh, kind of had a really kind of a a popular question when it came to um, the new standard questions. And yeah. we haven't, right, we've talked about our answers on, you know, some of the other ones. Um, but Chuck, you're walking up the stage, Pokemon's playing a walk-up song for you. Um, what is Chuck's walk-up song of choice?
1: Oh, geez. Uh, I am, I had, I had so many good <laughs> thoughts in my head. Uh, there's like so many. And then one person said like, it had to be depending on what deck I'm playing. And like, I started thinking, I was like, oh, that would be good. Cause you could have all kinds of cool th- things depending yep. on what you're um, But uh, I have to, where's my phone? I have to figure out the name of the song uh it is um I, remember, I know the band i just can't remember the the uh so figured it out edited it out all me google searching and trying to figure out the journey song it's journey separate ways It's not bad not bad um, that's a, that's a I, I just i just like the beginning and it kind of amps me up to do anything so it would amp me up to get into the game and get ready to go but i mean i am one that i would like to listen to music the whole time we're playing but that's right. just so that was my song i picked it journey separate ways i can't play it we are not allowed sorry you got to google it and go figure it out after you're on your own um i not paying licensing fees no. so Jake, what's yours all right so i about. i
0: this is a oh, one song and one song only if anybody knows me i they know i love lindsey sterling and shatter me would be my walk-up music it wouldn't be that the beginning of it there's like a couple portions where in the middle where there's a, a lot of intensity um so that would be mine 100 and probably like the top five would all be lindsey sterling songs <laughs> <laughs> just, just having that high tempo violin dubstep uh whatever you want to say um Love it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a couple that, uh, there's this, she's got some good ones. There's a couple like dubstep songs I was thinking too that would just be, uh, fun right. and, and, and exciting to do. I mean, I literally went through like a, a list of like 50 that would be fun. Right. Uh,
0: right. There's there so many songs that would be great. Um, taking it back, you know, to, you know, all the, the hair metal songs of, you know, the 80s. Uh, there's so many good ones in there um you know into the <laughs> all the rock from the the 90s and early 2000s
1: I, uh, I said, lots of great stuff when the, when this hit like when this got a little popular of a question on twitter i said i was like i feel like i need to bring a large speaker
0: original <laughs> now just so that, have the boom box walk I, up i mean own i have, walk up music
1: <laughs> i have one i don't necessarily need to bring no not even to bring my uh, like like even if I'm not playing day two, like we just like I'll just hang out over by the stage, and then when they walk out, I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll send them some DMs like hey, tell me your tune, tell me what you want to hear when you're coming out. <laughs> there we go, and I'll just Chuck, in, start I'll just this in, revolution. Yeah, I just be sitting in uh in the audience, and I'll play them when they're coming out. I'm not bothering them while they're playing, so it shouldn't be a big deal in my head. Right, right. I'd so if if
0: if Pokemon doesn't stream the walk up, right. <laughs> and it's just playing in in the in the uh you yeah. know in the room uh would they get kind of any licensing problems couldn't they just I, do I that
1: that's why that's why i mean i'm thinking like they can't it can't be that bad of a deal because it's not on the stream they're not they don't yeah they're, the, they're not streaming I mean,
0: it like they, they should they get really pokemon get on this the
1: guys walking out on the stage we so. all need walk up music uh yeah so uh, that's i'll bring the speaker I mean, youtube is a great resource for just playing stuff on the it fly. sure you is <laughs> you let me know the timestamp. stamp i'll have the speaker we'll be ready to go no we
0: got we got to we'll get the pokemon the, the people <laughs> we got to get those casters on it man there's you know they they rotate in and out so that you know there's usually two two in two out so the ones that are out instead of like necess- they need to still scout decks uh to potentially throw on but then like hmm Maybe we should just kind of like those people's jobs is to get the, the walk-up music as well. Just get them, everybody pumped.
1: Yeah, <laughs> for real. All
0: right. Well, that's enough of random walk-up music. Um, Let's <laughs> jump into our fun stuff. Um, Chuck, we're not going to do random card madness again, right? Um, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, a no... little stale with, you know, just bringing all the new sets. So potentially I will bring it back. It's not completely dead um but we do have something to take its place today.
1: Yes, yes. We're I'm bringing the randomness back, but uh I just wanted to think of something else to quickly talk about some pokemon and in, in different aspects of the game. Um and something I thought might be cool fun quick topic is uh we'll do random best attacker and we're going to I'm going to randomly pick the we randomly pick the type of attacker. So what I'm what we're just decide, deciding on is what is the best single-prize attacker, what's the best, like, two-prizer, V-max, V-star attacker, um, and or V-attacker in a specific typing. As right. in, uh, Which we randomly drew uh, electric. So we're looking, we we're, between me and Jake, we're going to decide what, if you wanted to build a deck, what would be your best electric attacker at the moment? All right, you want me to start? Yeah, you go ahead and start. I have to. I have a couple. I'm gonna. Uh, okay. Talk. So, do you want me just to start with the single prize? Sure. However you want to. However All you right. want.
0: So this is a little cheating. Um, it's because it is electric type, um, but it is not a type of Pokemon that isn't an electric deck. Um, and that of course is Regilecki, Right. Um, okay. playing within the the Reggie's decks, um, gets him loaded up. Um, you know, hits, hits for some weakness, um, but he, he you know, just a, a really good attacker in that deck, um, you know, hitting some pretty good damage and potentially sniping. Um, I forget what the other one does, um, because I don't play Reggie's, but I know well, right. Red...
1: Both Lecky snipe one is 120 to the bench, yeah, discard. I think you discard energies, and the other is 120 to the active, and then like 40 to two on the bench or. Yeah, yeah, that so yeah, that's that's the the 120 and the 40 to the bench. Um,
0: really seems like a good one. Um, you know, putting a choice belt on there, um, hitting for um, weakness, you know, that's up upwards of 300 uh, damage, uh, depending on what you're hitting. So, Regilecki would be my single prize uh, electric attacker. Okay, all right, so do you want to go to uh, your single prize electric attacker? Uh,
1: Um, I have. An idea for a single prize attacker. What I think is the, uh, the, what can make, I mean, there's arguments for like the single prize is a aura because it does enough damage at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, um, if I was going to build an electric single prize deck, I, I want to say that the Luxray from, I don't remember what set it is, but it does 200 damage. If it's, if you already have damage counters on it on your like defending Pokemon, mm-hmm. um, it does two hundred. I think that's I, I think if you were going to build an electric single prize deck, um, that is it. And yeah, it's Scar Strikes. It's Rapid Strike Pokemon. It's from Battle Styles. Um, um, that would be my my pick for your best single prize attacker. I mean, there's a bunch of honorable mentions. I'm sure some people will fight me on I, that. I
0: know I know, Ryan's going to be disappointed at us because uh, we did not say Baby Boltons, and yeah, I know that but... deck was, it's still a fun deck.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, It might just not hit the numbers quite where they need to be. I, I think me and him go back and forth on that too because he's like, Baby Boltons is the best single prize electric Pokemon in general, and I'm like, I like Luxray. Like, I, <laughs> all the Luxrays. I like Luxray's. There's, there's a Toolbox Luck Ray deck, I think, in format right now, but that is for a different podcast. So,
2: <laughs> All
1: right, All do, right. You have, do you have a best multi-prize Pokemon? I, I mean, we can do a VMAX, Are we doing V and, T, and VMAX? V, um,
0: we'll start, we'll, we'll go with V. Um, okay. And then I'll go Max after this. Um, and this one may be controversial. And I think this one will be really, really good for like a month or whenever rotation goes um and it's kind of seen play here and there um but VikaVolt V <laughs> <laughs> um being able to disrupt um being able to hit some big numbers um and getting it charged up really quick um I think VikaVolt V has a small window of time where it might be like super meta
1: um you I mean that's a pretty good option to be honest uh as a V attacker uh if you want to build a deck where he's actually being the offense I want to yeah. say so um I mean there was a bunch of other there's a bunch of other V's that Bolton is one that pops out in my head yeah I love the Bolton that, but, but he's he more of a rom. support attacker rather than the deck
0: I yeah we've think. nobody's really seen a lot of or Bolton hasn't seen a lot of play since Pika-Rom um you know rotated so unfortunately i would love to say bolton because i love that card especially in that deck but feels kind of bad
1: yeah i agree um so do you have any uh uh, well i guess i should say mine yes you Um, should say yours uh i'm gonna go with if we're just talking v um this is like we drew, I think, like the worst set of attackers, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go on a limb and and I'm gonna say Raichu. Uh, <laughs> Raichu, v, uh, he's the only one I think you can build a deck around, and like he kind of needs a little bit of help, I think, still. But uh, I think it's Raichu for me. I mean, for, for two prizer, for a V
0: for two prizer, he's not horrible. Um, I don't know if you really want to build a deck around him, but maybe as a one of and then just like take him out, charge him up um, and then take a big smack knock out yeah. um he's not really seen the love I mean he, he's popped up here and there um it's a cool card um just again, electric hasn't really seen a lot but, of relevance I, since <laughs> since
1: has gone, yeah. so maybe people. I just I just thought of something. Else. Maybe we just need to make uh you know Suicune Ludicolo, but take out the Sui and make Raikou Ludocolo, right? Like maybe. maybe maybe that's it right there.
0: I mean maybe, uh, but I don't know if well, Electric still sees play. So yeah. let me jump. Let me th- that's a potential, <laughs> but I think it's a little late in the in the in the format <laughs> potentially. That's just, um, just trying to just to punk those Palkias. That's all right. Punk those Palkias. All right. And speaking of punk those Palkias, I think. if you don't say this, VMAX, I think you're living under a rock, and that would have to be surfing Pikachu, right?
1: Yeah, but I just don't think he's, like, the deck you build around, like, I guess. But he's, like, the best attacker at the moment. I I mean... I said surfing. I meant flying. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I knew you meant flying. Yeah, I I mean, the flying one,
0: um, obviously ADP 2.0. Really good against single prize decks. You know, Reggie's um, you know, Lost Box Things like that
2: uh, it's
0: Kind of fell on Fallen off a little bit um Since, you know, the new set Has come on Um I still see, see a place for him
1: depending But, I mean, I don't know Yeah, I mean He he does what Everyone need. He does exactly what you need him to do in, in the meta at the moment Um I just can't see a, a flight Like, just him from carrying the load in a deck. Right. Uh, where, uh, like, I was going to go in a different, different, uh, low, like, uh, vein. Cause I was going to say, I think if you wanted to build a pure electric deck, um, you're, you're building, uh, Pikachu VMAX. <laughs> I think is this like he just does the right amount of math at the moment for an electric deck that wants to KO things in the meta. But, He's probably going to be a lot harder to use than a lot of other decks in the meta at the moment. But, uh, I agree with that. Um, he just has the right math for taking knockouts. That's all. But yep. maybe next week we'll get a good type uh, yeah. <laughs> where we can talk yeah. about some other interesting. We, we won't. On. I, I, we, as, as I said, it's random, but I'm not going to randomly select electric again. So we have to do this over again. So there are limits. Yes, randomly. Uh, no electric, no fairy, no fairy. Yes, no fairy attackers. Well, there's nothing to talk about technically in standard <laughs> met. So
0: no, nope, exactly.
1: All right, uh, it's, it's time, time for trivia, trivia. Trivia.
0: We do. I got a card. I I like this card. I hopefully I don't remember ever bringing this one up. Hopefully this one will be a little difficult for you. Um, but we're going to play guess that Pokemon. This ability belongs to. It is standard legal as per the use. Um, So the ability name is Shell Survival. Shell Survival?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Shell Survival. So I'm thinking, well no, that's probably Shell Armor. I was thinking Dreadnought and Chewtle. They usually have some sort of Shell or Squirtle. But that usually is shell armor. Uh,
2: the only other one that has... Is it... Is it well, no, because...
1: It's, maybe it's that Shin Ninja? Is it Shin Ninja or is it Ninkata? I want to say Ninkata. Not... Because the cast off is the other ability, because that's I think those are the two abilities that go together. So I'm going to say Ninkata. The answer is Shininja. <laughs> you were
0: really, really close. I thought I had you for a minute, and then you started bringing up Shininja um, there at the end. I'm like, oh, he's going to get it. Um, but the basic Pokemon Shininja. Um, Put this Pokemon into play, um, only when its effect of Sheninja's Cast Off, uh, Shell ability, um, when you had, yeah, uh, when you are setting up, uh, to play, you cannot uh, put this, put it face down in your active Pokemon or on your bench. So, um, yeah, you can't start this Sheninja. You have to use the the Cast Off um, Ability. ability. Um, which I brought this one up because it's really good in um, the Ditto deck, right? So you just yeet him to the discard pile and use him um, with Ditto, um, and then use, uh, you know, uh, what's it? What's Garbodor or whatever that the poison, um, and then Garbotoxin, and then you go ahead and use, you know, the life squeeze ability with Ditto, um, and take knockouts that way. Um, fun deck. Um, I actually need to start playing that again because, uh, that deck. Uh, you know, catches a lot of people off guard. Yeah, yeah, could be good. A lot of multi-prize Pokemon. A lot of multi-prize Pokemon. You know how you take out those Garrotinas, or your oh, well, Kiram, you would need to, you would need to get rid of that Wash Energy. But that's yeah. fine. We can do that. <laughs>
1: we we have we have abilities to do that. There's, there's a, call, a card <laughs> called Fan Away. Now, that deck <laughs> is falling into the oh no. There's other things with really really bad effects too that are causing people to play counters to this. Nah, just play Phantom Waves. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, all right. I have I have a trainer card for you to guess this week. Okay. Uh, it is a standard legal trainer card. It'll be uh well I think I'm gonna give it away when I read it but I'm not gonna tell you what it is. It's just a trainer card. So um you have to guess from there, but it is standard legal. It's recent. So here is what the text says on the trainer card, and then you have to tell me what this trainer card is. Whenever whenever either player's active Pokemon retreats, put any basic energy that would be discarded into their hand instead of the discard pile.
0: Oh, man. You're going to read it, and I'm going to... Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, it's, it's a trainer, not an item. Or it's, it's an item. It's an I know. Oh, it's a stadium. It's a stadium. It's, it's the skate park. It's the skate park, right? Uh, is it called the skate park? I could see it. It's it's skate park, I'll right? It,
1: I'll give it to you. It's skaters park. Skaters but, yeah. park. Let's go. <laughs>
0: Let's go. Oh yeah. man. I would have been so mad if I missed that one. <laughs>
1: yeah. The skaters park. Um, that's why I wasn't going to tell you what a stadium cause I feel like it would have gave it away, but the text on stadiums kind of give them away. So. Right. 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 Um, I figured you would figure it out, figure that it was a stadium out anyway.
0: Yeah. I, I just had to talk through it a little bit, but we got there.
1: Yeah. Good job. Got it. Let's go. And we both, we both. Stadium. I have not seen anyone use in a while. So. I tried
0: to make it work. Uh, it's just not that good.
1: <laughs> I put it in. I thought it was good in Shadow Rider for a little bit, just because you could retreat and then right. just uh, put I the I think that's where I down. put
0: it in as well. Yeah. When Shadow <laughs> Rider was the, the, the thing right there. Yeah. Um, and then just use Underworld Door again
1: (laughs) but I guess retreating was probably like a bad idea in Shadow Rider at one point so it just never caught on
0: right Um, speaking of retreating I, I, I am going to bring Shadow Rider up again later in the cast but not yet okay well after these messages we'll be right back
1: the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. Don't forget to check out our weekly league Mondays at 6 p.m. At this point, we need to break and we need to go talk to Turtwig and let him tell us about the meta that was this week.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to Turtwig Talks the Meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as RY for Gaming. I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. So, let's without further ado, let's get right into those top eights. Starting off, RCS Gudra and Blissey had 12 top eights, Palkia Kirim had 13 top eights. Palkia had 15 top 8s, Lost Box had 16 top 8s, and Giratina at the top had 17 top 8s to round off the week. So that's it for the top 8s this week. I'd like to give a thank you to our local group at Heroes Inc. Comics and 4 Horsemen Comics and Games by shouting out our local players. Thanks for again for showing up guys now let's talk about the decks that won this week all these decks had a single win this week those being the Regis, Arctina, Giratina, Box, Arceus Mewtwo, and RC's Gudra. Mew had two top eights, Palkia Curum had two top eights, Blissey had three top eights, and Palkia had three top eights to round out the week. So, Turtwig worked hard on getting all this data ready just for you. so if you could let us know on Twitter at RFGaming your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtwig Talks the Meta. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers.
1: All right, and we are back. So Chuck, before
0: we go to the news, I I threw a (laughs) curveball there at you right before (laughs) we went into break, Um, you know flashbacks of you know my childhood if there was any um 80s and early 90s kids out there um listening if you can remember that uh shout it out in the comments because that that's something that I always put in my head that like at least once a month I say that to myself in my head so it was like the perfect timing to actually bring it up there yeah (laughs) Uh,
1: that was fun so um but we do have some news to talk about. Yes, um, we do. So let's go ahead and break down uh, some new card reveals that we have. Um, so in the new card reveals, we've gotten actually a lot this week.
0: Yeah, so we, we had our episode last week. Um, we recorded on a Sunday, so we missed a couple of these, so... Um, There was a lot in between episodes um, that came out. So we have some catching up to do.
1: So I think the farthest back one that you wanted to talk about was the spider, the Eridos. Um, I do want to talk about Eridos for sure. So uh, just to go over what he does, uh, there's I mean, obviously, it's a stage one evolving spin spin rack. No one remember if no one remembers that, but uh, he has an ability uh, which is the the talking point on his guy with uh, the string of shade. As long as this Pokemon is in play, the attacks of your opponent's Pokemon V-Star cost one color one colorless more. Uh, you can apply more than one string. You cannot, you cannot can't. apply more than one string of string of shade ability at a time. So there's no point in stacking more than one of them. Uh, I should also mention he is a grass Pokemon, but there's a particular reason why you wanted to bring him up yeah so um one i think it's a a decent
0: ability um especially with all this you know the v the v star love out there um it it definitely can you know potentially stop your opponent from attacking or having to use another card in the combination um you know having one extra attack costs could be detrimental um from time to time. I don't know if it's necessarily going to see a lot of love in the meta. Um time will tell, I guess. Uh but this is the first si- card outside of um Path to the Peak which was already kind of there that has direct V star hate. Um in at least in my memory. Um I could be wrong, but I think it's kind of, you know, it's it's we're finally starting to see that. So we always see, you know, the new mechanic come out and then we start to see some hate a couple sets later. Um, and this is the first, you know, the first set of those kind of cards. Um, probably not the last one we're going to see um, in in the lifespan of this, you know, the next coming up meta. Um, but you know, I think there's some versatility
1: here. So, what say you? Uh, I I do I do like the idea of some V star specific. So, like mm-hmm. all of our V star hate right now is is leftover V hate because they're technically V's. So this is something that's specifically paying uh, more attention, like specifically targeting V stars, um, and um, it could be pretty powerful. The only problem is you have to evolve it yourself. So the question really is um, whether you can get it up in time to cause problems for V stars before they maybe spin out of control. But you know, making palkia attack for three um could be i mean problematic but he could probably overcome it the big one in my eyes is arceus <laughs> if you yeah. get it up on your second turn that D- dte plus the one attached doesn't work that so, and if uh, they
0: if they um what's it called they put the uh the stadium uh tempo Sinnoh. Uh, so you're really yeah. hurting yeah. uh pokemon that yeah. way
1: yeah, you're really, really uh, sticking them on that one. So, um, and then there's a lot of other um, V stars that it could potentially mess with um, mm-hmm. down the line too. Um, making Giratina cost one more be troublesome. I mean, just in general, costing one more energy could be troublesome. But the, the question is whether uh, evolving, getting to it is is uh, quick enough to matter.
0: Right. Like I said, ultimately, I don't think we're going to see a lot of this in the meta, um, but it is, you know, like I said, the first hate towards V-Stars, um, and I think that's good for the game in general, because you can't have them just running rampant, unchecked. Yeah,
1: it, it would be nice to see them take this and apply it a couple of different other ways to see what could work in, in the game. So, mm-hmm. per se. All right, so that's spinnerack. Um, and then we had uh, a set of uh, promos uh, released uh, from that are going to be in Japan that will eventually, hopefully, come to us. Uh, but it had the very first Quagsire V, yep. um, which is um, an interesting. Cool, interesting take on, a, on, on some Pokemon. So uh, it's a water Pokemon, 220 HP. It is because it's a V. Uh, but it comes with an attack and an ability. Uh, the attack is for two water two water energy and a colorless, so three energy total. Muddy Noggin, 100 plus damage if this Pokemon has any fighting energy attached to it, uh, this attack does 120 more damage, so 220. That basic it's a V, another V that does 220 damage, but the ability called Unaware prevent all of the effects of your opponent's attacks except damage done to this Pokemon. So uh, no no extra Abilities on your effects uh, of attacks. Just you can only damage it. No instant KO. No instant Claps KO. Thing. And yeah, and we were talking about Shininja as well. So all that kind
0: of stuff um, kind of gets blocked. Uh, so I, I do like that. Um, again, uh, two twenty is a decent number to hit. Obviously, it's KOing itself. There's you know some other Pokemon in in there. They can it can basically hit all the bees. Um, it does seem a little, um, costly. Um, if you're going to try to charge this up in one go, um, obviously you can Melanie, um, use guthy pickaxe, uh, to try to get things going here, uh, to get that 220. Um,
1: but yeah, it's 220. It just... This, this, this attack, even though it's water, water, colorless, this attack for 220 is basically water, water fighting, right? <laughs> it,
0: it, it definitely is. And I guess you can you can put it in a deck um, with with Kia, but obviously I don't know if you're really going to want to put Quaxar in there um, for that.
1: Um, well, his his retreat trot cost will will turn you away because it is yes. a retreat of three. Um, so if you're going to spend that spend that uh, retreat cost, if you're going to look at that retreat cost. You probably are looking to stick with the Kyrium that does higher damage potential at the another, but. For Basic V, it's not bad. But, I mean, there are other Pokemon that will do similar amount of damage for maybe a little less work. Right. Um, I don't know. Whereas any other of these Pokemon worth
0: bringing up? Or are we just going to go straight to the stadium?
1: Uh, nothing else is newish, per se, uh, or or really that crazy. Uh, just some different arts on some stuff. Uh, the arts are awesome, The art is pretty cool. These promos are cool. Uh, I wish you kind of like... I like how they do certain things in Japan, but I mean, we're in America, so we'll get it our way uh, eventually. (laughs) But there is a uh, new trainer card that was in here too, a new stadium called Peaceful Park. Uh, It's not crazy, but it is cool. Uh, Neither player's active Pokemon can be confused. If a Pokemon is already confused, it recovers from that special condition. So uh, no confusion. We are all peaceful here in the park. That is kind of, I
0: mean, confusion is not really relevant right now. Nope. Um, but this is one of those cards, if we are playing, um, you know, random card madness with it, I would say keep in your binder. Um, because if there is a deck that pops up, you know, in the next two years, um, yep. that relies on confusion for any reason whatsoever peaceful park will be that stadium to you know play down um to bump a stadium to get yourself out of confusion and then you can keep, be on your merry way to keep going
1: the anti-yellhorn stadium so
0: i mean yeah uh yellhorn has not again seen a lot of play there's certain <laughs> control decks out there um durant tries to use it um i guess but uh Um yeah, maybe you just throw a peaceful park down and say, ah, there's your galarmine. Bye bye. And I'm not confused anymore. Um there you go. If you want to counter Durant, play a four
1: of a peaceful park. (laughs) All right. Off to another uh uh Pokemon that likes to hang out in the park. I don't maybe I don't know, sure. It's grass, but we have uh the often maligned or forgotten uh Pokemon of Chestnut uh getting you wanted a grass pokemon so yes i am still looking for a grass attacker (laughs) in this meta and uh (laughs) it's not chestnut i'm (laughs) sorry so the best thing about him is he's got 230 hp so he's a beefy boy uh because chestnut's pretty beefy um but he does have a cool ability and an attack Uh, the cool ability is spiky striker as long as this pokemon is in play Whenever your active Chestnut V is damaged by an attack from your opponent's Pokemon, put three damage counters on the attacking Pokemon. The reason why this is cool is because this stacks if you have multiple Chestnut Vs in play. So you can have a Chestnut V, that's four Chestnut Vs in play, and then you'll do uh, 12 damage counters in return from the Spiky Striker ability because there's one free... uh, each one in play. Um, uh, But (laughs) his attack is uh, not really that great because uh, it's grass, grass, colorless. Uh, You get to score a touchdown, apparently, is the name of the attack. Uh, 130 damage only, and then you heal 30 damage from this Pokemon. So uh, that's it uh, in the terms of damage. So he's going to be trying to be a tanky boy, uh, but Unfortunately, they're not, that's not, Tanky doesn't work on Vs, unfortunately, unless there's some sort of big way to block a lot of damage. Um, Also, his retreat cost is four. Oh my, I didn't even notice that until right now. That is a mighty big wall that you are putting in the active. That is not going
0: anywhere. Yeah, I would say that's Binder uh, for sure. Um, At least he can score a touchdown, uh, unlike the Steelers.
1: Yes. Yes, he's got. Uh, he will probably can say by the end of his competitive career, he might have more touchdowns than the Steelers this season.
0: So. <laughs> Not a high bar to jump
1: over. <laughs> All right, moving, uh, moving on. Moving on. Uh, we have uh, just a couple, a couple more quick cards I wanted to talk about. Uh, we have the uh, a very unique new trainer card called the Quad Stone. That is an item. That is mm-hmm. uh, something uh, we haven't I mean, we've seen a little bit of in the tor- terms of uh, cross-switchers and cross-receivers where you have to play two of them. But this one is where you can play four at once. So the quad stone, uh, you may use four quad stones at once. Uh, if you use, uh, this is how the card reads. So it, it says you may use four quad stones at once. And then if you used one card, you heal 10 damage from reactive Pokemon. And if you use four cards, heal all damage from each of your Pokemon. Uh, this this effect works one time for four cards. So it is a full heal for everybody on your bench. If you have all four in your hand um, at once, mm-hmm. uh, that is a really high bar. And the single use is not even worth as good as a potion. So a potion. Um <laughs> Because a potion is one card for 30, it it uses one card and you heal 30 damage. So a a quarter of a quad stone does not even give you the effect of a potion. Um, If it was that way, then, and you played a very, very healy deck, I could see it working. Like if you happen to prize one, then you're just like, all right, well, I got to use these as potions. But um, if you prize one, then you can't It's just four dead cards. (laughs) Right. I mean, you're not wrong there.
0: Um, the one, the one deck that I think this might see play in, especially after rotation, um, is going to be Gudra, right? Gudra's tanky. It has that V star ability to heal itself, um, and then if you pull this off on a separate turn, um, just full heal and, and tank it. And it. Depending, again, um, it is a lot to get uh, four of these cards. is kind of greedy. Um, but in a deck like that, um, that might make the difference because it's just so, so hard to overcome, um, you know, Gudra, especially with the V-Star. Um, this would just be like kind of doing that twice, right? Um, yeah. in, in a format that Marnie's going to go away and we are seeing less hand disruption. I mean, obviously we'll stop Roxanne, um, but of course, you know, that's late game. So Gudra might not be winning um, on that prize race until you know it's too late
1: yeah um i just yeah the the idea of getting four is just going to be too difficult for me to i i think but um it could it could find a way because that is actually a really good a, a really balling effect if you can get it off but right um,
0: cheryl just, who
1: cheryl for everybody <laughs> and no energy you I'm get gonna... healed and you get healed and you it's, get healed. It's, it's, just, it's the Oprah, the Cheryl. <laughs> well, you know, it's Oprah giving everyone Cheryls. <laughs> no, it's Oprah giving everybody stones. <laughs> <laughs> you get, you get. That's just that's a visual I'm not going to get out of my head.
2: All it's just right, the wrong um, rocks at people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they don't hurt, they just heal you. No, they bed. heal the opposite effect. <laughs> Now I'm just going right. to Oh man. <laughs> I
1: got one I got one more card that I wanted to talk about just because I like uh a Luxray and they released a new one um which is why I think there's got to be a Luxray toolbox deck out there. Uh it's a Luxray that's going to be coming out. Uh he has a pretty cool uh opening ability and attack if you like if this works, it's great. Um, so the ability explosive power. If this Pokemon is in your hand when you're setting up play, you may put it face down as your active Pokemon. So you can start with Luxray on your in your active, and you're dying over there. Uh, and with the attack called Seeking Fangs, uh, it does 50 damage, but you get to the searcher deck for up to two trainer cards, reveal them and put them in your hand, then shuffle your deck. So if you can get this guy. Interactive, start it up, attach an energy, and you can basically kind of like star I mean, it's not two to any cards, but it's two trainer cards. So, are you surviving? Yes, I'm. I'm sorry, I didn't hear a word you said. I was
0: just <laughs> envisioning Oprah throwing rocks.
1: <laughs> we
0: have, so I'm uh, sorry, guys. Jake I'm not broke Be able to comment with, on this one, uh,
1: but that is that is Luxray. Uh, we will move one he's not if that he's rich.
0: exciting for you I'm excited for you
1: he is exciting I think he could uh, pull some cool tricks out but i mean we are talking about starting him in the active so it is a very one in 60 i guess to see him by it's probably not that exact math but um <laughs> I know it's not that exact math but he does have free retreat too so hey, bonus um free retreaters are always a good thing <laughs> all right that, that's it for the news. Let's
0: get into the meat of this episode's conversation Oops. I'm going to try to compose myself I can't help it, I'm sorry Alright, uh, Salt Lake City is coming up soon um, You know, uh, we still have You know, that's I think the last tournament I guess, at least in North America um, That will be in this current format But there's still a lot of decks It's still early in our, you know, um, our, our format um, so, there's still a lot of decks out there to talk about and what might be seeing a lot of play um, and success. And then I think we all know the big names or the big decks out there, but I want to maybe kind of break down some of these decks and um, maybe some deck includes on, on the like the last, you know, four or five cards, um, you know, to counter all the other competitors' decks um, or what you might see out there. Okay. So, first deck, we got to start off with um, Lost Box, right? Um, you know, Tord um, played it masterfully. Um, we saw a lot of Lost Box in Peoria. We've been seeing, I mean, I see it a lot online. Um, it is a deck that plays, you know, it has a lot of different options um, and does very well. There's a couple different ways to play it. Um, obviously, there's the single prize, uh, the single prize variant um, that kind of focuses around radiant charizard which is a really good attacker um for uh, 250 damage um you know and it can basically take out um any v pokemon um setting up to with the choice belt um being able to um you know reach for those numbers against you know some of the v stars as well Um, so i guess what is your impressions on lost box itself um any cards that you want to mention out um, that make this deck tick?
1: Um, so Lost Box, I think, at the moment, um, is a deck that is has a very high ceiling, and uh, I may also think it has a little bit of a high floor. Right. Well... I, I agree with that. I, I mean, think it has any a whole, Lost actually, Box... I, I disagree. Well, I, I said that wrong. It has a lower floor, but a really high ceiling. Um, but the the ceiling is going to, what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. is it, it's going to, it's going to take a little bit more skill to get uh, that high ceiling mm-hmm. out of a loss box because the amount of micro decisions and resource management in that um, you can make many decisions where it might look right in the time, but are going to be wrong in the long run or something like that. Right, uh, where things just um, may not go, your may not be the right choice at the moment. Uh, it's just a lot of choosing, and they could pile on to basically equal defeat. Um, so that's my experience with 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 Lost Zone. In, in
0: right, um, and you know when you said high ceiling, high floor, I think you're right when you're saying that because uh, it does take a lot. Um, there's a lot of micro decisions out there. and I've I, you know I've seen in our local discord um, and just talking, you know, you're hearing uh, you know on Twitter and all that stuff where um, and even in with my experiences, um, you could definitely lose a game because you make a, a wrong decision. And it's not just a deck that anybody can pick up and play. Um, you need to put time in it. Um, but I think the upside of this deck is is just so far and above better than you know the majority of decks out there. Um, because there's so many things going good for it um it's you know there's there's comeback potential um obviously um you're you're only losing one prize at a time typically um it has big Oco ability potentially it, it could play that trade game pretty good it's consistent um but if you do it wrong um or you know just play a card just out of sequence um it, you can definitely just lose a game um and I fell victim to that I know it wasn't playing the, the single prize version but I, I know I played victim to that and um, in, in Peoria and you know without some testing or within some of the testing I've done to it but I've also seen you know when you do play it smoothly um, it just can roll over decks pretty pretty easily I guess.
2: yeah
1: um, the the loss zone can um, really giveth and the loss zone can really take it away um is really some of the things that can happen with that deck so a lot of it especially with towards victory in peoria uh leads the lost zone kind of to be the the boogeyman at the moment even though it wasn't the most popular deck it's just uh the deck that will probably cause the biggest stir to want to get to counter it like Mm -hmm. uh because uh the idea of countering it is a little bit easier, um, even though it may not be like uh, as simple as throwing Empoleons in your deck and then just Empoleon's um, garbage. But, <laughs> but I mean, Empoleon can can do a little bit of work. But I don't necessarily think that that is the answer to countering a Lost Box. But you might see a little bit more. I don't know exactly. I'm not. I don't know what the counter might be. I'll be honest. I'm not. I haven't. Um. So for me and
0: because- Mike's. Experience. Umpoleon um, just doesn't do it against this deck or you know, deck because you know other lost box zones will play canceling clone or path to the peak, uh multiple escape ropes. Um so really you the only time it might stick against you it, or, or your opponent is if you start it and they just have a bad hand, right? Well, um
1: I, I've played a game where I, they've they've had it turn one and then I, and you, you just can't you just can't get anything out of your, and uh, I guess that will answer. happen. But in a best of three, you're probably going to beat it. Yeah, um, I mean, it's not going to be like uh, the this is the answer because right. the next game I got out of, like I was able to get out of, it. right. Um, so it just it may work, like the it, it, may work, or he may be just a blip on the screen. So, like, a... it, in my experience, I think the best.
0: Um, Well, the best count, there's a couple, obviously, but, um, you know, things that can two shot it and then trade favorably uh, and potentially even snipe. So Palkia is pretty good um, against it because it can, um, you know, tank. It has the intellions where it could hit. It could it could use uh, Greninja potentially um, if they don't have the mana fee out to take multiple prizes there um and you're not giving up a lot of big prizes um you know you two prizer which is is fine if you're fast enough um it could work um reggies also isn't great for it because there's nothing that can just easily one shot um the yeah. the reggies right so the reggie the reggies the- are
1: just in that awkward HP range for lost box like they are a little bit too uh, one or two more damage counters too high to uh, be able to effectively trade with the Reggie's because the Reggie's are going to come back and be able to take knockouts every turn, um, and uh, there's not and you may not, and then you're not trading favorably. So right, I mean, so I mean, there's a lot of
0: the deck is still solid, but again, I guess it's a high a high ceiling and a high floor, like you said at the start. Um, but from going from um, towards list, let's just talk about Garatina box. Um, there's a little bit of difference um, in there where you can guarantee you can take some knockouts with Garatina's uh, V star ability. So um, you know, big boys like Karam um, or or anything like that, you can just you can potentially just knock out <clears throat> um, with the V star ability. Um, that being said. Um, Kiram's uh, are playing the wash energy to try to counter that. Um, so, do you think if you were to play um, Garatina, that you would play potentially a fan of waves to try to counter that? Because, uh, or do you think it, it's just good enough on its own where it doesn't need to necessarily work? Worry about Kiram with the wash energies.
1: Uh, I mean, I've had my little bit of experience with Garatina versus the wash energies and. Um, it just depends on. It can be frustrating if, like, that is your last, like, your avenue is t- taking that last KO. But mm-hmm. um, usually, there's a like in my in my experience, there's there's something else you could just KO because they don't have multiple wash energy. It's just one that they're usually trying to pe- protect the Kirim with um i i just i just worked around it that was the the workaround um they usually have one like they're they have two Kirims so i just go after the other one <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe but uh if they don't and they're like kind of sticking you with that it, it might be a cause for a, a phantom wave to go in there um depending on how the 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 decks really shake out i mean it's not a bad one of but it i mean i just don't like putting a whole bunch of one of's in lost zone because you may not see it when you want to see it so yeah
0: yeah you're not wrong um it it would probably have to be at least the two of potentially so you can um, i don't know it's it's one of those give and take things Um, and it might not even need to see play in the meta right now, because I mean, wash energy is probably the only thing you really care about. Um, and you can basically just take chaos on other things too. So, um, that, that's my biggest thing is I think you just take chaos elsewhere. Right. All right. So let's jump into that care Palkia, um, we were just kind of talking about, but, um, how do you feel about Kiram um as a deck overall? Um, you know, past just the 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 Intelion Palkia Inteleon. Um do you like the deck? Do you how do you feel it, it, it fits in the meta um currently?
1: Um I think uh Akira by himself surprised me a little bit, but I think ultimately he's better paired with Palkia. Um like just a straight Kirim Italian online, I've seen play and do well, but um, I think Kirim Palkia is a little bit better. Palkia just helps him uh, stay up and running, um, kind of like Ice Rider, like he would with Ice Rider, but uh, the uncapped potential of Kirim is just so much more usable. Plus, if you need to KO something, uh, that's less. Like a Reggie. Um, you don't right. may not need to discard energy um with the base damage that he does or, or uh, something like that. Uh yeah, I, I just I think Kiram and Palkia combined is a really uh good deck. VMAX, the VMAX ability of Glaciated World is really, really good. Um especially when you're talking about Orangurus in the deck, just being yep, able to Wondering if you were bring those up. (laughs) Uh just being able to set that up and easily accelerate energies. Um uh I heard someone mention like even though Kieran V is kind of a really bad V, uh his rapid freeze attack. If you if you have one of them bad starting hands where you have all the cap buckets and and uh uh, but you've got, managed to get some Pokemon on the board, you could just flood your board with the water energy in your deck, and it's just not there for you. So then hopefully you could do something with it, and be that you get some Pokemon or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, just the combo of Kirin with his uh, busted ability, with Palkia being a already great attacker with his busted ability, uh, comboed with a usable Radiant Greninja in spread damage, it's just a really, really solid deck. I'm going to say this.
0: Kirim V will be the last good V-Max Pokemon.
1: Yeah, he might uh, yeah. He very well be right. And he pairs,
0: like you said, um, really well with a Ranguru, and having multiple Rangurus and multiple Kirims on the board, being able to use the ability um, to ramp himself up, right? Or ramps, you know, yeah. so you can accelerate in that manner, you know, plus you, you don't even speak of Melanie, which uh, again, um, is drawing your cards, accelerating energies, damage boosting you, um, on that situation. Um, so Kiram, still a really good card. I haven't had a lot of hands on experience, um, playing the deck. Um, although I think it is a really solid deck overall. Um, it just, uh, it's just, I guess, um, yeah, just get, it's going to see play for at least the next you know handful of, of months, um, going in there. I just think it's a solid deck. It hits the numbers. It it can tank. The only thing that's maybe going against it is a it is a multi prizer or a, a three prizer, which you're not seeing a lot of
1: decks out there anymore, um, with the three prizers. But um, yeah. let me- I mean, there is a reason it was probably it was the top uh meta share archetype. Puria. I mean, people think it is a good deck archetype. It showed having two in the top four from the the end of the end of the day. Uh, yep. So uh, I think it will not necessarily stay the top end of the arc meta archetype, but um, I think you'll still see it perform very well and be in top fours, top eights,
0: mm-hmm. maybe finals. Right. Um, another okay, so let's move on to the next. Um, and that will be Gudra. Um, we didn't really talk about it a whole lot. Um, in the last cast or the last two casts, um, but definitely took some people by surprise finishing having one in the top 12. Um, yeah. and then there was two within the top 16. So, um, the deck is yeah. legitimate for sure. Um, the tank ability, um, and then we already kind of talked about it with the moisture star um, earlier in the podcast. Uh, just being able to fully heal, especially with that attack, taking eighty less damage, um, and you know, two hundred damage is not something to scuff at, right? So you're, you're 2 shotting things and potentially not even being three-shot.
1: Yeah, um, I think Gudra showed uh, showed its muscle. Uh, I think in Peoria, I think people, some people, the people that decided to back it really saw it. Um, I think. The RCS Gudra uh, lineup, that that archetype, rather than the Lasone Gudra, mm-hmm. uh, that one I think showed to be the little bit of the more consistent and better, uh, better performing at least archetype. Uh, I know one of the Gudras could have made top eight if they could win their last match, but ended up tying. Yeah. So, um. It was a win and in, and they ended up tying, uh, so, which um, is unfortunate. So um,
2: I
0: mean, but I think it's the the one thing that it was a downturn, like in a best of three. Um, the deck can be a not not that it's a control deck, but it kind of has that same vibe where control decks have a harder time winning in the cut because you have to do so much to get through all three games if you're going to win, um, okay. especially if you
1: don't win that first game. They, yeah, they definitely can be slugfests, and I believe like uh, um, it's just I think it was a mirror match too, so it was even a doubly like slugfest. I don't remember if it was or not. I I could be wrong, but um, um but yeah, yeah, I think Gudra is going to be a good archetype. I think it'll be something that people will have to play around, but it has. I mean, uh, it has its own counters kind of built into the meta, or at the moment, like depending, like, uh, I mean, Lost Zone necessarily, like the box part like doesn't really hit it that hard, uh, so, uh, it, it that might not be a good thing, but uh, we're seeing more escape ropes and and switching effects like that, so mm. being able to like rope a Gudra out of the active to take off the reduction effect and then boss it back up and take it out like uh, yeah just being able to play around the Gudra ability uh, is is there and and we like it's kind of not completely not a thing in the meta at the to be able to play around it so it has its built in counters that are still prevalent and can be used so yeah I mean again
0: it's going to be one of those decks that are always going to see not always, but there's it's going to see a lot of play uh, here or there. Um, yeah. It's something you need to be aware of and have it in the back of your mind, um, or else you're just destined to fail against it yep. uh, when you're playing in, in these tournaments. Alright, so let's jump on to the Zora Arc archetype. Um, you know, the deck that can just hit super hard um, if you're throwing damage on your own bench, um, being able to combo that with Gengar, um, and then the the what's the pump called? The Damage pump. The damage pump and then Gape Shaw Bog, um, all that fun stuff. Um, and I was kind of talking to uh our friend from Oregon Sandy, uh, and you know, I think he's right. This, this kind of has that feeling of Eternatus back when Eternatus was um the thing in the meta. Where you're really just you're trying to set up your bench to do a certain amount of damage to your opponent. Um and that can lead to some inconsistencies cuz we you know uh Eternatus was great back when it first came out but it was all determined if you can get your bench big enough um and now this instead of getting your bench big enough you got you to gotta get a full bench also throw damage on it so it seems a little bit um you know clunky in nature but also when it works it just it just those one shots feel great
1: um the thing with Zora like Zoric one like definitely wants to go first. Like going second mm-hmm. just feels um not, not bad, but it can be troublesome because uh if you give up the first two prizes, you're ultimately like you're gonna struggle to even try and make up the prize trade. Yeah, per se. I mean DNC is giving it uh gives it a little bit of a fighting chance uh to like go second or be able to take a turn off and make that prize trade recovery, but it doesn't have, uh, but like you said, like it is one, it wants to set up itself, uh, and then just kind of whack whatever is in the, like whatever it wants, whether like bossing it or just taking out whatever's in the active, um, because it is, does the deck is set up to just one hit KO pretty much anything, uh, the depend like V max is V stars, uh, it can it can reach um so it's really whether it like functions like uh just gets off and goes and then can Mm -hmm. keep up but most of the decks i've seen have just been straight turbo setups like just funnel through the deck as quickly as you can set up those damage counters and hit for large yeah. For for me, I feel like this deck is
0: like the one deck where if you go, it feels the worst going second out of most of these meta top decks. Um so for that very reason I, I wouldn't want to play it. Um I do see the appeal obviously because hitting what 350 damage um pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's nice to be able to just be able to say okay uh do some things and then yeah knockout no matter what is over there V Max or not. So um, that is nice, but, um, it really is dependent. like, sometimes you can have some, some sad, sad times with Zorark when you just can't, uh, get the cards you need and then you're, you get behind real quickly. Right. Um,
0: all right. So last deck, I really want to talk about that. We're still probably going to see a lot of play. Um, a lot of top players still have belief in the deck. Um, and that is Mu V Max. It's not going anywhere. Um, it looks a lot different than it did um, when it first started. Um, most decks are not using the Fusion Strike Energies anymore. Um, they're going straight to DTE. Um, and just kind of going off of that and having a lot of supporters, having Marnies, Sylenes, uh, Roxannes, um, lots of those kind of cards. And then even having... Um, you know, a lot of different consistency cards and healing cards. I see a lot of players are playing Hyper Potion in there um, to protect or to heal Muse damage there. Um, Oracorio is kind of seeing, not that he's seeing a resurgence, but Corio is being in there. And uh, um, just to be able to, you know, take a little bit more damage. And I've seen a lot of new decks recently with the Drapion V in it as well for the mirror match. Um, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of Drapion, you know, in a lot of other decks. Um, but it's still kind of interesting to see the evolution of Mu V Max um, from where it started out.
1: Yeah, um, it is uh, a pretty. I mean, it's resilient. It's it's still sticking around, and it's going for that consistency build, even though they call it like a turbo version. I don't I don't know. Right. Uh, uh, it's turbo, but it doesn't it doesn't try to attack on the first turn going second, so a little less turbo in my eyes. Uh, but um, just basically relying on those double turbo energies to consistently be able to attack with Mu V Max for decent damage and to hit whatever you want to hit. Um, basically, f- freeing up your 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 uh, turn like supporter uh, giving you options on supporters now where you can Marnie, where you can Roxanne, uh, Roxanne path, even uh, your opponent, um, just to have a more uh, late game, like different late game options. And then being like that cross switchers are prop- popular now in it too, as well, yep. so that you can get what exactly what you want to KO every turn.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's the deck just won't go away, which is a good thing. Cause I think um, you need to have some, you know, meta diversity um, completely. Um, it, it plays a little different. It's not the, you know, the, the Mew that I'm used to. Um, I haven't, you know, been able to play the DTE version, um, but I see it's merits. It has a good matchup spread. It's still fast. Um, you can still do mew things. Um, you're not going to be able to, Take, you know, the the Melueta turn, you know, turn one going second play. Um, but there's still a lot of, you know, playability in this deck. And I don't think it's going anywhere until, you know, that that card rotates. Yep. Um, any other decks that you want to talk about, you know, going into Salt Lake that might see, you know, an uptick in play or some popularity um, or anything like that?
1: You're um, remiss if we don't really say Reggie's. A little bit. Uh, a lot of people are hyped on that. There was a lot of good finishes by Reggie's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say you see there was. Um, well, how many was there? There was there's least, one, two, three, uh, like, four, a dozen. Five, six, at least six, seven. In the
0: top, there were uh, seven in the top twenty-three.
1: Yeah, seven in the top twenty-three, eight in the top thirty-two, a dozen in the top one hundred. I Me. Mean, a lot of people liked Reggie's. There was more Reggie. I remember uh, seeing more Reggie players than Zorark players. So uh, it's still a popular archetype out there. Um, uh, the thing with it now is the being able to play around the Lost Zone. So it really depends on how many people start adding that Lost Zone into their deck so that. Um, lost City. Lost City. That's it. Yep. The Lost City. So that they send those Reggies to the zone. So that they just don't aren't able to be recovered, so. right? And that's
0: one thing I do. It's not deck specific, but um, when we had Piper on a few weeks ago, we were talking about Lost City and you know the potential of that card, um, really playing havoc against the Reggies or even like the Zard or or um, or Radiant or Ninja or anything like that. But a lot of these top decks, I didn't notice in uh, you know an abundance of Lost City in you know the top decks. Um, do you think that that might see a turn, especially with so much Reggie seeing success, uh, and Lost Box for that matter? Um, so either the Zard or the or the Greninja, depending on the variant. Um, or do you think we're going to still see you know kind of where we're at, where there's not a lot of Lost City, and you're more focused on um on on the deck into consistency of the deck, whatever given deck that might be.
1: I think I think it's gonna start creeping into certain things. Um, it's in like Mew put it in there because they can take great advantage of it, um especially during those harder matchups like reggie's mm. uh, where they can just heat that one thing away and and uh, be okay. Um, it really depends on other decks. I, I think they might start to creep in some other decks if they find spaces for it. um, I, I don't know because it's kind of like a certain things hit lost city and then path is still really good and hits more, maybe hits more things. Yeah. So uh, I, I think it's just a matter of the stadium War, like, it's still got a good couple. It's not just one stadium. And it still, it's still like path or court or lost city. Like you have a, couple different choices and it's really trying to pick out what is going to be best for your deck and what what will shore up the most amount of matchups rather than just maybe one yeah i can't
0: disagree with that so time will tell um i think we probably will see a little bit of uptick going into salt lake city um if people still predict, you know, these one prizers are going to be relevant, which I think there will be, um, you know, just because you know you're seeing all these decks except for Palkia, all these decks have prevalent one prizers in there, um, yeah. you know, that are in the top, like a bunch of these top 50 decks. Um, so um interested to see how the meta you know shifts there and then jumping over into um into Toronto after that. Um but you know the like we said earlier on the cast the meta continuously evolves and it's exciting because even when we see the same deck archetypes, um, things keep changing So uh, I'm I'm excited for that um and to keep keep pushing eventually we'll get there Chuck um yeah. I know it's been a it's been a frustrating road for myself and I know you've been really close um, already um we'll get there. Um, yep. I'm looking forward to it, and I can't wait uh, to see you get into the cut because I'll be the first one that goes over to you and gives you a big, big hug. And I have the same
1: uh, for you, I will be picking you on my shoulders when you get there. <laughs> Let's go! I, I cannot wait. <laughs> and yeah, we'll see if my shoulder survives, but I'll do it. So, hey, <laughs> I, I, I was more. That was not. That was me. <laughs> I'm weak. I'm not. Well, that you guy. know
0: what. It's okay because if you got hurt if because I go on your, your shoulders or whatever, um hope will be throwing those quad stones at you. So if <laughs> you get a stone and you get a stone and you get a stone and thank you everybody for hanging out with us till the end uh of the episode and we'll see you guys later.
1: You get a stone and you get a stone and you get a stone. Ah! Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh if as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pot. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get
0: me at Penux one on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWhimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole pittsburgh pokemon podcast at pit pokepod thanks again
1: guys and gals we'll see you all next time see you later